I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guess what? The bear has gone into the sea and has been swimming next to him the whole time doing this, washing the spray out of his eyes and is now double pissed off. Jumps out next to him takes him down within feet of his campsite and, uh, like, just rips him to shreds. And then they do this kill move where they go on their hind legs and just crush you on the chest. The bear killed him. Bear killed him. But how do they know all the part about him losing This is what I was wondering. (laughs) No, but they they piece it together. They piece it together. They piece together that he lost... Well, no, so they'll go to the scene of the crime and they'll see an eye on the floor and they go, well, that happened there. (laughs) And then they'll keep walking and go... Sprays in the water. Clearly lost it here. And but I, what the bits they added when they go, oh, he thought it was a beluga one, right? How do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I know about, what you mean. Red. I know what you mean. Well, no, this, this is a YouTube doc. It's they not interview me. the bear? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> the bear, he thought I was a whale. Yeah, like, yeah. I can make a whale noise. They, they, they gave the bear MDMA and he just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> the year is with Red and Bobby. Hello and welcome back to the Year Is podcast. Yeah, we took a break. We took three weeks off. It was great. It well, I missed it. I didn't. We had a Christmas. Yeah, well, Christmas I, is I, over. I, I didn't have a Christmas. No, why not? I'm now disabled. Bobby has lost his hearing because he went swimming. Yeah, for his I, birthday, Harriet took him swimming, <laughs> <laughs> and water got in my ears. Yeah, and. uh and then I tried to get the water out, mm-hmm. and it's only gotten worse. He can't hear, and now he has to come in and shout. So he comes within a foot of you and goes, what did you say? Which is another quirk to add to his already uh, sound personality. What does that mean? It means uh, you didn't need any more uh, more quirks, I think. You can't read. You don't, your eyes suck. I can read, but uh, but it doesn't involve uh, harming other people. I, I, my eyes don't make noise. I'm not other harming other people by talking, <laughs> by going, what? And so what are you going to do about it? you going to the doctors? Yeah, I have a doctor's appointment in like four days. Because I've had blocked it because I got that horrible head cold that everyone went, isn't COVID, but seemed worse than COVID. It lasted about four weeks for me. Red, nothing is worse than COVID. Mm, I disagree. I talked to a guy with... Uh... Tsunami. No, I talked to a guy, <laughs> brain cancer. 9-11. The Holocaust. No, no, no. I guarantee you. Brian Adams. There were people, there were people in the towers mm. as the planes approached that said, thank God I don't have COVID. Yeah, thank God I don't have a cough. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it did kill like a million people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Well. 
Anyway, what are you doing? What are you going to do for it? You going to the doctors? I'm going to the doctors. I don't know. The the doctor asks you questions, kind of to try to figure out if you're dying. They're like, "Do you have a fever?" Because if you have a fever and you're going deaf, I think mm-hmm. it's like meningitis or something. You look sprightly. Well, I've never. So felt if you better. are dying, it suits you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've known, known quite a few people who are dying. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say to them, "Listen, you're dying, but this look, this like thin, emaciated yeah. thing." You look hot. You got a real sparkle in your eyes. That would show that how much you hated your life if you knew you were dying. You just look so happy and just. <laughs> or you're just trying to enjoy the flush. last of your life. That could be it as well. Yeah. I um Christmas is over officially. I took down my tree yesterday, the last day before it's bad luck. Is it when's it bad luck? The seventh today. We're recording on the 7th of January, so when this comes out. But, yeah, so today's bad luck. But considering the last, like, 10 years of my life, I don't think it fucking matters. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I've always taken it down on time. Nothing good has happened to me. Um, <laughs> I like Rejection, uh, pain, humiliation. What kind of effort have you been putting into your life, Fred? Well, I've taken my Christmas tree down <laughs> before January 7th every year. That's what I said I to, haven't uh, won the lottery. I said that to Netflix. still a fucking I said, asshole. They said, you're not getting a special. I said, but I took my Christmas tree down on the 6th. But I took it down. I don't want a Christmas tree. Rosie likes the Christmas tree. She goes, oh, they look so nice. And I'm like, yeah, but at what cost? Because guess who is taking it down? I said, because you're on the second floor of a building. Third. Third, you know. Incidental. Mm-hmm. I said you should have thrown it off the balcony. I wish I had because I took it down yesterday. There's the needles, is what they call them. I, call, I was calling them thorns yesterday. The needles—that's the leaves of a tree. Red. I who, know who this is a history up... podcast, but I don't need to explain uh, what. I didn't know this. So yesterday, you didn't, you didn't know that the needles on a tree were called needles. I would never buy a tree where the leaves are actually called needles because that would suggest <laughs> it's not good. Anyway, you did do that, it went though. every. I didn't want it at all. Rosie decorates it and goes, oh, "It's going to look great." It's like, yeah, because she's like somebody who designs the pyramids, you know. And goes, "I've got this drawing." And go, "Yeah, who's going to make it?" And you're the slave. I'm the slave. It's the on my back. The okay. cost of which goes into making her see something shiny for two weeks of a year. So I had to drag it out downstairs, shit everywhere, all over the lift, all over the... Did you clean it up? Well, this is the problem. I then threw it outside by a tree. Okay. Um, <laughs> back to mummy and um, <laughs> got in a lift uh, back up. It took me about an hour and a half to get all the needles, clogged up the hoover. And then um, I was on the phone to my sister and she said, oh, maybe you're, the bag's full. So you got to empty the bag. What I didn't realise is, it, have you ever done this before? Empty. You change the bag. You don't empty. So I was there pulling the the the, fire, the needles through the hole and throwing them in the bin one by one. I was like, this is the dumbest thing. There's got to be an easier way of doing this. And then I tried to hoover outside. Rosie came back and she goes, yeah, yeah, I've got a replacement bag. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I was like, that's where they're kept. Oh, I, I see, I see. <laughs> you know, you're so stupid, though. You're so lazy. You've never changed the bag on your own vacuum cleaner, so you didn't know. No, I've never done that. It just seems to never be my turn when it's, when it's full. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. But there we have it. So, you know, I'm sure someone's listening to this going, ah. Someone's probably listening with headphones are. on, pulling the, the needles out of their tree. And if you're doing it now, enjoy the year because it won't end well for you. I've I've read my favorite news story of the day today. Okay, is it about Prince Harry having sex 
Did you hear what he said, Jody? He said, she she was into horses and treated me like a stallion. We had sex, then she spanked me on my ass on my way out. Outside a pub or something? In a field it? outside a pub. Fit for a king. Or a spare. A or spare a spare, a spare, spare prince. So uh, in Virginia, a mm. six-year-old boy shot his teacher intentionally. That, uh, yeah, she brought a handgun to school with him. Have you held a handgun? But they're heavy. Well, this boy had some experience. But he just put it in his packed lunchbox. His mum's like, do you not want any, what, no room for sandwich? And there's just chump, dump, dump noise in his packed lunchbox. I just it? think the kid raises up the gun. The teacher thinks, ah. Go ahead. You're not going to do that. Pull the trigger. That's insane. But that means his dad was teaching him since he was about three. Yeah, it's really hard. A lot of times I feel bad when they blame the parents because it's like, well, their kid's a psychopath. What yeah, do you want? There's always a bad egg. But in this case, it's like, well, they're six. It's like, mm. yeah, 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 you probably. Yeah. You should. How did your kid mm. get the gun away from you and then sneak it out of the house loaded? Yeah, it's it's the parents' fault. Because, you know, you see the, the Columbine thing and you see the parents and that and they're like so devastated. And you go, you do actually feel bad for the parents of the shooters. This kid is a dud, though. Yeah, you go, you're a dud. Like, Hitler's mum was apparently a really nice lady. <laughs> Who told you that? Mrs. Hitler. All the boys used to, when they kicked their football in a garden, she'd go, do you want some milk? they go, thank you, Mrs. Hitler. She was nice to everyone in the neighbourhood. <laughs> I thought she was a big... Uh... They used to call her the delightful Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> the delightful Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> Huge slut. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> anyway... Don't so, disparage him. Hitler's mum, I'm sorry. I'm so well, just because he went on to do some shit doesn't yeah, mean his doesn't. mother needs to be dragged through no, the mud. No, exactly. Okay, well, did the lady say she's, she's dead, the teacher? No, the teacher's still still fighting. In. And so what happens to this kid? The I don't thing know is, what even, they if, do. even if he gets 30 years, he'll be your age when he gets out. <laughs> still enough for a life, you know? They said he's in custody. <laughs> That's so where I don't know <laughs> his little plastic bars. <laughs> like all they need is one of the things he got for Mabel, uh, a four foot high little cage. <laughs> this kid seems pretty uh, industrious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with a kid; you wouldn't want to put putting a, a six year old in a jail cell seems like a waste because it's a big cell. I think like a dog cage. I would... think there's people in jail who think it wasn't a waste, and that's <laughs> that's the problem. Um... A dog cage yeah. would adequately adequately need that little cat basket, you know? <laughs> Just something, yeah. So he's in custody. He's being in custody. Being questioned. And they're saying, why? <laughs> Excuse me, Jonathan. Why did you shoot yeah. uh, Mrs. Fleming? And, well, um, um, I'll tell you if you let me play with a crayon maze. <laughs> Instead of cigarettes, he's asking for... <laughs> Oh, God. I'll tell you the whole story from the beginning. What does she do, though? This is what we've always got to ask. What or he. She... Or he. I think it was a she. Uh, and I'm assuming it was a boy. Was there... he uh, He was watching Andrew Tate on TikTok. <laughs> that would be amazing if somehow Andrew Tate was playing. Influenced a six-year-old boy to she. <laughs> well. He was six, but he was a graduate of Hustlers mm, University. Yeah, yeah. Which means you're about 28 in men's years. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, long may he serve in jail. Do you think they'll let him take toys in? I don't think he's going to jail. I think he's going to be taken away from the parents. He'll be in like... Do you remember that documentary Louis Theroux made about the non-offending paedophiles who were like nine? 
And you just sort of went, this seems a bit extreme. They were nine? And you know, they're like 12. Or, you know, it's a bit like... They're not a pedophile if you're nine. Huh? I know, I know. Wait, I don't think... No. Watch it. There's a Luther Yeah, Luther. but it's... I remember that. It's adults. It's not children in the documentary. Seem like kids to me. What are you talking about? No, there was that kid with the glasses. Okay. Yeah, and they were all like kids. And you think they were pedophiles? Yeah. Jamie, can you Google ch- ch- child pedophile <laughs> on your laptop, Jamie? <laughs> Not Jamie. <laughs> Fucking hell. Joe Rogan. Jo- Jody. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan. Fuck. Jody, on your laptop, put in sexy young child pedophiles. Put <laughs> um. in sexy young child. I'm a pedophile. Yeah, Google that. Google that. But connect to your phone. Tether, get off my Wi-Fi and yeah, I was going to say, it's on Bobby's Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, it's fair fine, enough. Yeah. We'll do times 10. <laughs> no, not times 10. Not times 10. But there was a Louis Theroux, and it's about these kids under 16, and they're like, they're sort of doing it, and you go, and they're all in jail together. You go, they're going to learn skills from each other. Yeah. You know? Because you're only as good as the company you keep, and so they'll get better, won't they? Yeah. So they'll be like these fully ingenious... I don't know. It's a bleak way to start the new year. We didn't have to do this. <laughs> we ten, we ten minutes into the new year, Red's talking about children that are pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know there's some kids who are pedophiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there actually is. There was a show on it. Jody, have you found anything? It's surprisingly hard to find. <laughs> yeah, don't make Jody Google this on my Wi-Fi. It's really not hard. I'd Google it. Google it on your own phone off of... I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But there is a Louis through It might not even be Louis through. There's a show... Is it even a show? Is this an idea I've had? <laughs> no. I don't think you it on the dark It's on net, Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You can check it out. There's a kid. He's like 13. And he's his type is like younger than him. So he's in jail. But I just thought, is jail the right place for these people? I don't know. Maybe they should be, you know, like do like the Duke of Edinburgh or something. They all go for a long walk <laughs> with tents and learn to camp and stuff. I don't think we should put them with the Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, God, that's him, isn't it? Is Duke of Edinburgh Andrew? I just assume that's what you met. Oh, shit. No, I didn't mean it like that. No, there's a... <laughs> what are you talking about? No, the Duke of Edinburgh's um... Charles, isn't it? Joe, do you love the royal family? <laughs> Charles is the king. Well, he was. This is so stupid. This is the what worst. A perfect, fuck- what a perfect start. You take a couple weeks off, you come back, you think, oh, man, My maybe Red's done rusty. some research. <laughs> no, I think I saw a show once where a kid was a pedophile, and then the, they went for a walk with the prince. No, the king. No, who is that guy? They okay. could go with The with prince's him. trust was Charles's. Who's, what's the Duke of Edinburgh? Who's that? That was Prince Philip. Prince Philip, he's, thank you. He's dead. He's now dead, so no one's allowed to walk anymore. But the whole point of that was that kids would do these tasks where you go on like a 10-mile walk and you'd camp and you'd get a, an award from the Duke of Edinburgh. So you go, I've got my Duke of Edinburgh. Do you have one, Jody? No, I missed it. I was off school. Why were you off school? Because I had emotional problems. <laughs> were you emotionally attached to some of the younger kids? <laughs> yeah, but they weren't attached to me. Yeah, that's me always upset. the problem. Yeah. Jody was in a Louis Theroux dock. Yeah. That's why he's pretending it doesn't exist. He was one of the kids <laughs> in the dock. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that'd be fun. Where they'll go, like, um, they'll do a, a, one of those websites. They'll do like a "Where are they now?" and it'll be like, uh... <laughs> yeah, he does a podcast. We go, what? As a child, he did molest thousands of children, but he's grown up to produce a podcast. Yeah, the fifteenth best comedy history podcast 
in London. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, Bobby, it was up to you today. I do, it doesn't fill me with confidence that you've only got your phone. No, I, I lost. No I can't laptop. find my laptop is somewhere in the house, but because we, I can't. We did this in Edinburgh, didn't we? When you turned up without any research, when we we're doing a live show. No, I did show. research. Bobby, you're on Wikipedia scrolling through it, and there wasn't even data in the place. Yeah, but the sad part was the episode was just as good as the others. That's, that's what's gross about this format. We might change it. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, anyway. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. We're traveling back to a year mm-hmm. in which a lot of your sexual proclivities were no longer, were not yet illegal. Okay. 1823. What was legal then? You know. Okay. In 1823, Franz Liszt, 11, gives a concert in Vienna, after which he is personally congratulated by Beethoven. Mm -hmm. The composer, not the dog. (laughs) I don't want you thinking those dog movies from the 90s were based on a dog from the 1800s who loved classical music. And then they updated it to the 90s. No. And this guy, he was, you know, he was a, a piano man. But imagine being 11 and then the, like, the guy who's the greatest at what you do comes up and says, Good job. You'd think you'd have, like, terminal illness if something like that happened to you, didn't you? You think, like, a make a wish? Yeah, if someone great, if you're a kid and you see someone famous and they come and say something nice, you just go, Uh oh, what's happening here? This isn't good. He's one of the greatest pianists of all time. And yeah. at 11, Beethoven said, You're fucking good. And why this kid then got into drugs? No, he just. Wrote music his whole life. Ah, so it didn't go to his head? No. That would have ruined me. It would. <laughs> you auditioned for Harry Potter and it ruined you. Yeah, it, it did indeed. You know, if uh, he's a good podcaster. Louis Theroux's got a pod. If he came in and said, you're a great podcaster, I think that would ruin my life. Yeah, but then he'd look at Jody and say, Good to see you again. Jody. Jody, they yeah, let you yeah, change yeah. your name, I see. <laughs> oh, you've said, got a laptop. What do you mean? I, I didn't know that was part of your... Uh... Your release? <laughs> well, if you commit a crime when you're a kid, yeah. and then you get out, and everyone mm-hmm. hates you, mm-hmm. they let you get a new name. Yeah, my name used to be John Venables. <laughs> oh, my God. I do. That's jo- where you're jo- going to go, Jody. Jody, Jody, Jody. In 18... 18- 23, Hugh Glass. Do you know who Hugh Glass is? Yes, I do. Keep talking and I'll remember. No, I do. I I, I do. I do. That's such an owl. That's such a. To do with the the gold rush. Later on. Later on. Later on. Just keep talking. I'll remember it comes to me. Go on. Keep talking. In the Missouri Territory, anything coming to you? Very close, yep. Go on, Carol. Gets mauled. Yep. By a grizzly bear. This is it. He's the inspiration for The Revenant. Yeah, but I just told you. No, but I knew the name Hugh Glass. No, you didn't. Yes, You've heard I did. the word glass and the word Hugh before. No, That's no, no. All I've heard DiCaprio doing. talking about it. Hugh Glass. That's the story. So he gets mauled. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, well, that's what happened. He got mauled by a bear. By a bear. No neurofen around at that time, so that would have been extra painful. 
No, and then obviously he had to scroll crawl back all the way to the base, like in the Revenant. Yeah, and then he forgave the people. Mm. What forgave the people who set the bear on him? Well, after recovering from his wounds, Glass set out to find Fitzgerald and Bridges. Those are the people who had abandoned him. Mm-hmm. He eventually traveled to Fort Henry on the Yellowstone River, but it was deserted. A note indicated Andrew Henry and company had relocated to a new camp at the mouth of the Bighorn River. Arriving there, Glass found Bridges, but apparently forgave him because of his youth. <laughs> Imagine if you deserted someone and you're like, wow. I feel bad, but we're never going to see them again. And then you just sat by the river in your camp, Dude, making a hot dog, <laughs> and just gently resting your feet in the in the nice cool water. And you look up, and the guy you desired, who's now been mauled by a bear, just walks towards you. And you're like, oh, not this guy! Fuck's sake! <laughs> I've been watching uh, on YouTube. There's all these polar bear attacks. Pretty bad. Because I wanted to go... I haven't finished the story. Oh, sorry. Go on, Karen. Glass later learned that Fitzgerald had joined the army. Everyone's seen The Revenant, Bobby. And was stationed at Fort Attic- Atkinson in present-day Nebraska. Glass reportedly spared Fitzgerald's life because he would be killed by the army captain for killing a soldier... Of the United States Army. So he didn't spare his life. He just went, I better not do this because I'll die. However, the captain asked Fitzgerald to return the stolen rifle to Glass because he took his rifle. And before departing, Glass warned Fitzgerald never to leave the army or he would still kill him. That's fair enough. I think that's fair. And Glass got $300 as compensation. Which back then? Probably still not enough. I mean, what would that be? Probably like 30 grand or something. I'll look it up. Yeah. But so this is what The Revenant is based on. The film DiCaprio won his Oscar for. <clears throat> I didn't like the film. Did you, Jody? I never saw it. It was very painful for me. Why not? Why? I was going out with a girl at the time whose job it was. She interviewed like film stars for those kind um, of like oh things. No. And I was like... She's going to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is going to steal my girlfriend. What? And that evening she broke up with me, and so I was never able to watch The Revenant because of that. What, because do you think she slept with Leonardo DiCaprio? Probably not, but it was just, like, too tangled up on the same day and too yeah. painful. so you yeah. can't watch it at all? I could probably watch it now, but I didn't want to. Is your Was your girlfriend 17 by any chance, Jody? <laughs> How old was she? She was thirty-four. Oh no, she's he's not going near her. No, not a chance. Yeah, that's it. That's too old for Leo. <laughs> Jody versus Leo. <laughs> so that'd be like se- seven and a half grand. That's not good enough. No, mauled by a bear, and then you have to crawl for miles and miles on end through the cold. No plasters, no paracetamol. Disaster. Still died violently, Glass was killed along with two of his fellow trappers in 1833 on the Yellowstone River in an attack by the Arakara. The Arakara. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys, yeah, yeah. You've heard of them. But So he was on their side and then they killed him in the end. He wasn't on their side. He was on their side in the movie. In the movie he's on their side. (laughs) In the movie and not in real life. Yeah. 
Yeah. In real life, he's just a guy that crawled a long time. And... Yeah, they <clears throat> had to add that in the film, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'll read actually what happened to him. I should have done that first. <laughs> I should have started the story. Glass surprised and disturbed a mother grizzly with two cubs. The bear charged, picked him up, bit, slashed, and lacerated his flesh, severely wounded him, and forced him to the ground. Glass managed to kill the bear with help from his trapping party, but was left badly mauled. The men were convinced Glass would not survive his injuries. Nevertheless, they carried Glass on a litter for two days, but doing so greatly slowed the pace of the group's travel. Get rid. Annoying. Yep. Henry asked for two volunteers to stay with Glass until he died and then bury him. This is very in line with the motto of the podcast, which is you don't have to be faster than the bear. Be faster than the slowest man in your group, which was Glass. Yeah. Leave him. Fitzgerald <laughs> and a man named Bridges stepped mm. forward, and the rest of the party moved on be- uh began digging his grave. Okay. And he's still there. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Later, claiming they were interrupted by attacking mm. uh, Ericara. Ericara, yeah. The pair grabbed the rifle, <laughs> knife, and other equipment belonging to Glass and took flight. Mm-hmm. So they just stole his shit and left him to die. Fitzgerald and Bridges later <laughs> caught up with the party and incorrectly reported that Glass had died. There is debate as to whether Bridger was actually famed mountain man Jim Bridger. We don't know. It could be. Despite his injuries, Glass regained consciousness but found himself abandoned without weapons or equipment. Fucking hell. He had festering wounds, a broken leg, and deep cuts on his back that exposed his bare ribs. That's horrendous. He lay mutilated and alone more than 200 miles from the nearest American settlement at Fort Kiowa on the Missouri River. Glass set the bone of his own leg, wrapped himself in bear hide his companions had placed over him as a shroud, and began crawling back to Fort Kiowa. To prevent gangrene, he allowed maggots to eat the dead infected flesh in his wounds. <sighs> Using Thunderboot as a navigational landmark, Glass, Glass crawled overland south towards the Cheyenne River, where he fashioned a crude raft and floated downstream to Fort Kiowa. The journey took him six weeks. He survived mostly on wild berries and roots. Jesus Christ. That's a proper, um... You do dry January, you think, you know, this is a test. That's a real, that's a real test, isn't it? Yeah, and you didn't even get to kill the people who had hurt him. Because you were offered that show where you go sailing for six weeks, weren't you? Well, I don't like to talk off, but there was... I don't know if I would have got it, but I, I did once interview for a show where you sailed across... You sell from Land's End to Johnny Gross. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think it would have mentally broke me. To... And you get filmed. Not sailing, <laughs> rowing. Rowing. And they'd have Bobby's personality on camera. If you imagine I don't we... think I'd do well on a reality show. No, and what would it be on ITV or Channel 4? Or I think it was ITV, but yeah. it was like... Nine o'clock, you know. The family sit down and go, oh, and they go, oh, that's that guy, you know, was in the Rugby World Cup. And then, who's this guy? You know, and then there would be Bobby <laughs> you know, having an extreme mental breakdown. Well, the thing is, you have to shit on the boat. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's what people do. With just other people there. And you know, if there's like a wave and stuff, it can just break and it just goes. Yeah, there was a boat. huge <laughs> storm when the show was filmed. I was really? like, I would have, I would have cracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that at all. No. 
Have you ever rowed a boat? No. That's a lie. Oh, no, I went with you once, yeah. Yeah. I went rowing with Bobby. It's hard. It's hard to do. Um, we got in the boat. The guy said, whatever you do, do not go under the bridge and watch out for big boats. And we got in. I couldn't row the boat because I'd never done it before. And we went crack straight into the bridge. Richmond Bridge, it was. This man just watched us sail backwards. <laughs> and then we managed to get you. You had um, a go and you did all right. Yeah. But then a big like cruise liner came along. It wasn't a cruise liner. It was probably tiny because it's, it's the River Thames. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was a, yeah. The Titanic. We yeah. almost got hit by the Titanic on that its main voyage. But yeah, no point is, I think I would have killed myself if I was this guy. I would have gone, I'm not going to just crawl for 200 miles and eat nothing but berries. I'm just going to hold my breath until I die. I'm surprised the bear didn't come back for him. Cause they, they killed the do. bear. His party killed oh, the bear. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, lucky they did. It would have, what, the coolest thing he could have done, I think, though, since they killed the mother bear and the two little bears were still there, mm-hmm. is befriend and parent the two small bears. Yeah. And then, you know, you just, you hang out with these bears and then they get food for you. You know, um, I'm surprised the other bears didn't come back to get them. You know, it was revenge. You know, tigers, um, tigers hold, hold grudges. For how long? Weeks. Weeks, really stubborn animals. No, but so if you shoot a tiger and it doesn't kill it, it will remember you and stalk you. So it will continuously go back to where you were and look for you. Until it gets you, because they are, yeah they do not. I watched this thing about this guy um, uh, in uh, Siberia, Bengal tiger, and he shot it and it just hit its paw, and then he went home later that night and the tiger was hiding behind his bed, so it just literally just he went in. And, <laughs> That's gonna oh. be real. It's honestly real, and the tiger just jumps out. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Um, killed him and then killed his mate as well. Went and found his mate who was with him and killed him too. Just down the road in his hut down the road. It happens. Because the guy came back after finding out his mate was dead, went out looking for the tiger, came home, was like, well, we'll look for the tiger tomorrow. It's like, no need, buddy. Guess where he is? Right by your hut. Jumped out, jumped on him, killed him. It's it's Because uh, I was going to go, Rosie wants to go see the Northern Lights. So I looked at this place called Svalabad in northern Norway, an island off Norway. I was like, this looks good. Campsite, Google the campsite, click news on the campsite. A woman dragged from her tent by a polar bear killed. A polar bear was shot by the camp guard. Doesn't matter. They don't care. Are you going to go? No, no way. <laughs> this lady said she liked the breeze against her feet, so she opened her door to her tent. And the locals go, oh, they don't come out at night. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. A wild animal literally lives by your rules, yeah? <laughs> um, c- curfew time for polar bears. And I got really into it. I started deep diving on polar bear attacks. Brutal. Absolute. There was a guy who worked for um, this environmental company. He basically had to go and check ice and see what the levels were. And he was like, I can see the ice is melting. And they went, well, you have to prove it. And he's like, well, to prove it, I've got to walk four kilometers into the ice. I don't want to do that. I can just tell you now it is melting. And they were like, well, we need evidence. So he had to troop on his own through the ice. And obviously there's holes. It's, you know, you can fall in. It's really dangerous. And he's sitting there doing a little reading. He's just got to fill up a test tube with some ice water. And he hears a thing behind him. He thinks it's a beluga whale at first. Big mistake. 
and turns around. This polar bear jumps out of the water at him. He ducks, but it smacks him in the eye, takes his eye out. He opens his bag, bear sprays it as it's coming to him again. Yeah. Bear just jumps into the sea. Do you know what would suck, though? You spray the wrong way, bear spray yourself. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Kill me! Kill no, me! I'm blind trying yeah, to fight a bear. Literally ripped my eyes out, anything from this fucking stinging pain. Yeah, he only had one eye, good eye left. Yeah. But anyway, so the bear jumps in the river, or in the sea, sorry. The guy starts just running home, trips over, his shoe falls off. <laughs> it's just like, again, we talked about this on the podcast when that guy was being attacked by sharks and was burning from his skin because of the boat. The, probably one of the worst lives in the world at that point. Okay, then what happens? So he's running along, no shoe, trips over again, bear spray, falls in the sea, keeps running, sees his campsite. Heaven, guess what? The bear has gone into the sea and has been swimming next to him the whole time, doing this, washing the spray out of his eyes, and is now double pissed off jumps out next to him, takes him down within feet of his campsite and, uh, like, just rips him to shreds. And then they do this kill move where they go on their hind legs and just crush you on the chest. The bear killed him. Bear killed him. But how do they know all the part about him losing an This eye? is what I was wondering. <laughs> no, what are they, you talking they, they about piece then? it together. They piece it together. They piece together that he lost... Well, he... no, so they'll go to the scene of the crime and they'll see an eye on the floor and they go, well, that happened there. <laughs> And then they'll keep walking and go, sprays in the water. Clearly lost it here. And but I, what the bits they added when they go, oh, he thought it was a beluga one, right? How do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I know about, what you mean. Right? I know what you mean. Well, no, it's, this is a YouTube doc. It's they not interview me. the bear? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> the bear, he thought I was a whale. Yeah, like, yeah. I can make a whale noise. They, they, and they gave the bear MDMA and he just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Watch out when you're out there. It's one. fun when you get told a story that's clearly made up. <laughs> well, no. Well, there was another one that I watched with this guy. And he uh, said, a bear learned to fly and was flying around a mountain. No, there's a documentary on this guy who claims to... He was on his own, obviously. He beat a bear to death, a grizzly. <laughs> with his hands? With his hands. He said he smacked it in the jaw so many times when it was on top of him. The bear okay. went slightly unconscious. Then he just mounted it and just pummeled him till he was dead. Okay. Um, no, so he, no, so he says? No, he says. Uh, he then, like, cut up the bear and took bits of it home. No evidence of this is happening. Uh, I don't think he had any injuries either. <laughs> but he just has a bear head. He returned with a bear head and that story. I think what happened was he found a dead bear yeah, and cut he... off his head. But to be fair to him, if I found a dead bear, that's exactly what I'd do. You'd lie and tell <laughs> the story. Of course. You, know, you can't just go, I found a dead bear and I just I hacked its head off and took it. You know, People go, you're weird. Yeah. That would be weird things to do. Yeah, that is weird. Mm. Whenever you're playing with roadkill, mm. you're weird. My mate Harry um, has been out on this island, um, the Aleutian Islands, and they've got loads of bears. And one of the bears went mental, and this guy had to shoot it, not Harry. And this guy, they were hacking a bear up, and this guy was like, do you want the paw? And Harry was like, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> it's a good luck. We just we just come back with a grizzly bear paw. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be quite a funny thing whilst people are talking to you, just hold it and just scratch your face with mm. <laughs> an intimidation tool. If you're like the CEO of a company and your workers are lazy, explain why I shouldn't fire you, and then you just open their drawer while they're talking. They pull out the mm. claw, the palm, yeah, and just lightly scratch your chin. <laughs> you ready for the next bomb? Yeah, go on. In 1823, yeah. Mm. 
Russian author mm-hmm. Alexander Pushkin mm-hmm. begins work on his verse novel War Eugene and Peace. Onigan. Eugene Onigan. Yeah. Cool. Uh, why do we give a shit? Well, Pushkin <laughs> is a very interesting man. He was uh, considered by many right, Russia's best poet, right? And uh, his death was pretty good. So, in the autumn of 86, Pushkin was failing into greater and greater debt. And, and there were rumors that his wife was having an affair. Mm-hmm. So, he sent a challenge to, to duel this guy... George's Danthus, right? Well, he's sleeping with his wife. Uh, yeah, it seems yeah, it like seems it. Seems to be the case. Danthus and Pushkin didn't like each other, right? Because he's fucking his wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the pistol duel took place. It's weird because it says it took place on the 27th of January. Then it brackets as 8th of February. I assume <laughs> that's something yeah. to do with the Russian calendar. I think whoever... Yeah, maybe Russian calendar or the historian has has the sort of same level of skill as we do. <laughs> but, but but Pushkin didn't have a second, so he didn't have a, like a hype man with him, you know. No. So they fought a duel that was like a, a barrier duel, and the rules this type of duel dictate that the duelist begins. They begin at an agreed distance. After the signal begin, they walk towards each other, closing the distance. And they can fire at any time they wish. Oh, it's guns. Yeah. Oh, but the duelist that shot first was required to stand still and wait for the other to shoot back at his leisure. Oh, no. So if you only, like, hit the, like, foot or something, you got... So if you shoot someone in the leg, then you're supposed to just stand there and wait for the other one one to shoot you. That's the rule. And they've got to stay, but the shooter has to stay where they are, though. I guess so. I'm not sure. So you can just walk up and go, this is going in your dick. No, that that feels like a hack. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bit mean. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Danthus fires first, critically wounding Pushkin. See, that's why you got to fire first. Yeah, the bullet entered the hip and penetrated his abdomen. Uh, Danthus was only lightly wounded in the right arm by Pushkin's shots. They mm. both hit each other, yeah. but Pushkin just missed. And then two days later, uh, Pushkin died. Well, I'm glad he shouldn't be fooling around with uh, Danthus' wife. Great. No, poet. it was Pushkin's wife. Oh, Pushkin's the poet. Yes. And so he loses again. Yes. Why poets always end, their lives always end so tragically, don't they? At Pushkin's wife's request, he was put in a coffin in evening dress, not in a chamber cadet uniform. And then she shagged Danther on the coffin. The funeral service was initially assigned to the St. Isaac's Cathedral, but was moved to a different church. Uh, Many people attended. After the funeral, the coffin was lowered into the basement where it stayed until the 3rd of February when it was removed back to... Sokov, which is like his home province. Pushkin was buried on the grounds of a monastery beside his mother. His <laughs> last home is now a museum. Well, that's good. Great poet. Want me to read you one of his poems? Yeah. Well, they're as good as Stalin's poems that we read recently. Uh, Well, I I can't. You know, I think it's more you just like Stalin. Mm. I'll read you a famous poem by Pushkin. And this is a poem. By Alexander Pushkin called... Stop fucking him, please. I love you. (laughs) Is it called I love you? Oh, no. Sadly, it's not in English. Oh. 
So you're going to read it because you're very good at translating words or pronouncing words. So maybe you should just read it in Russian. If it's not in English, we can carry on. I'm going to find the poem. Joe will edit this out and then we'll just, I'll read you a poem. Give me a second. No, no, this is a clip. Right here. Shut up, Jody. <laughs> I barely heard that. Okay, I found it. Here's um, I Loved You by Alexander Pushkin. You ready? Yeah. I loved you, and it may be from my soul. The former love has never gone away. But let it not recall to you, my dole. I wish not sadden you in any way. I loved you silently without hope fully. In diffidence, in jealousy, in pain. I loved you so tenderly and truly. Is let you else be loved by any man. That sounds like a toxic relationship to me. No. He was a cock. <laughs> I love you so much, baby. I want to watch you be loved by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Also, there's nothing uh, more cucky than challenging your wife's lover to a duel and then losing said duel. That really is. But he was always going to lose because he didn't have the killer instinct. Um, Poets never do, do they? No. Being a poet... The thing is, poetry now doesn't attract the greatest creative minds, right? Mm. So now, the greatest creative minds go into podcasting, stand-up <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Um, Christmas tree removal. Christmas tree, you know. <laughs> but then, the greatest creative minds would have went to poetry, you know? Yeah. Whereas We can't do... I was watching a film last night with Christian Bale in it, and he, there was a guy, Edgar Allan Poe, was a character in it. Mm. And I thought... He was doing poems and he was doing like comedy poems, making them laugh. I thought, maybe that would have been me. Maybe I would have been Edgar Allan Poe. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> I just oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know if that means it's true. <laughs> maybe I would have been Edgar Allan Poe. Mm, you know, or Shakespeare. You know, just before we could do gags or make TikToks. <laughs> Shakespeare on TikTok would have been good. Mm, mm. Uh, listen, William. <laughs> This is a bit long for TikTok. I yeah. know you you know you really want to get your characters across, but kids these days don't have that long of an attention span. Can you can you maybe like shorten this into under two minutes? Yeah, yeah. It has better viral potential. I was thinking if we stick this podcast out for two years, Prince Harry would have used up every resource that he knows. He would have done every interview and no one will want to speak to him anymore, apart from us. So there's say, potential. It, if he carries on the way he's going, in 2025, listen, we could have Prince Harry on the podcast. He just wanted to feel open and let the world know mm, who he is. Mm, he mm. wanted to feel seen. Mm. So he was very vocal about who he is. I know a guy who says that his friends used to sell coke to Prince Harry, and he has WhatsApp evidence. Well, Prince Harry admits he used to do coke, so that's mm, not mm. really much of a and smoking in, gun. in uh, California, he's microdosing mushrooms. If my dad killed my mom in a tunnel, <laughs> I would also microdose mushrooms. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would also try some mushrooms mm -hmm. for sure. Fair enough. Um, okay. Anything else happened this year? Don't say it like it's an accusation that I don't have any more research. He's scrolling down Wikipedia, isn't he? I'm not. I'm on my notes. Thank you. All right. In, in 1823, the Oxford Union is founded 
as a student debating society in England. Yeah. You know where Oxford is? It's uh, in England. The university, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've heard of it. I've, I nearly went. <laughs> no, you, you I, mean, I nearly went. You mean you nearly stepped upon the ground. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was talk. Did you apply? I didn't apply, but there was... Yeah, that was a point in my life where I could have... What ones did you apply to other than where you went, Kingston? Kent and Luton. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the dreams. Your dream involved Luton. Luton, I nearly did sports journalism at Luton. (laughs) And how the the history world is thankful for that. (laughs) Sports journalism. Yeah, would have been good life. Okay. Mm, Yeah, yeah, Luton's like... uh, London's Oxford. <laughs> it's actually where the Tate brothers are from. So I might have been friends with them. Stop referencing Andrew Tate. Like I could be in a, a Romanian jail right now, but I probably would have had a better life than I have with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hate debating, though. That's I, I mean, I find... Well, the problem is that what they do is they teach people to be right and not to be... Um, morally or not they teach because what they do is they go you have they, they choose which side you are on and you yeah. just basically argue for the sake of arguing so they'll go you gotta say that you know gay marriage should be illegal and even if you're gay they make you make a point for it so they just teach you to to win and not be right sorry is what i'm trying to say because it's like if someone debates someone else it doesn't really matter i don't know i just feel like you can't really argue and then what an issue and then oh are cats better than dogs mm-hmm. well, then someone's like well i like fucking cats so and it's all subjective and but this is what those sorts of societies people go it's part of they make the sort of boris johnsons of the world who do, do teach these little psychopaths to how to trick everyone yeah and, and do what they do yeah it's so boring did i was in a I was never in a debating society. I was in a, I I I was in like a trivia team, <laughs> had a lot of knowledge. What just questions? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> trivia team. It was called Reach for the Top. It's like a kids trivia thing. Reach in for the Top. Yeah. <laughs> I su- I stepped in once. Yeah. Had some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you say? I I can't remember. I was like it was twenty five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what. So wait, did you go and look around Luton's campus? No, then... I didn't even go to Kingston's campus before I went there. So I just got in and I just turned up with a sleeping bag and a bin bag. What was in the bin bag? A sleeping bag. Oh, the sleeping bag was in the bin yeah. bag. But Red, the whole point, the whole point of a sleeping bag mm-hmm. is it doesn't have, it's, it's self-contained and you can carry it. You don't have so to put a my sleeping bag in been, another thing. I've never been able to put a sleeping bag back into the little bags. <laughs> they're too small and it doesn't work. So Okay. Yeah. So, so, been, so, so I carry them in bin bags. So, but that's really easier. just a blanket then. It's a sleeping bag. But why not, no, but it's, but why not just get a blanket then? The whole advantage of a sleeping bag is mm. that it folds back into itself and is transportable. Is it? If it's not transportable, you just have a shitty blanket. Yeah, I could have gotten a duvet. Um, my mum probably didn't let me take one of the house duvets. So I, was, I had a sleeping bag and a bin bag, and I came to London. I looked on the map. It was very much like Hugh Glass, actually. And, uh, and I went, oh, this is where the university is. And I just went down there on a train. 
and instantly made myself known to the other students. And by week one, I was dominating campus. How so? Just charisma, um, intimidation. Who were you intimidating? <laughs> just the other students. Okay. With what? What did you say, though? I just say, look, I run things around here. You little fuck. How old were you when you went again? I went, started in 2009, so I was 19. Yeah. And then it was a three-year reign that became a four-year reign after the dissertation controversy. <laughs> Was there at the same time, and I don't remember where. It no, you didn't come in, <laughs> <laughs> Harriet. I don't know if the cameras picked that or the the mic. Harriet was also there, but she didn't come into. I was campus. I ran and uh, and the halls. I still. I really. It's weird that you were such a commanding force at the university, <clears throat> but Harriet doesn't remember meeting you. Well, the thing is, when you're in true power, the the people don't see you. That's the thing. It's in the in the mafia. The true power is the guys behind the scenes. Whereas the front guys always get in trouble. That's okay. why I never got caught. So, so that's was... why Harriet or no, no one else. Yeah, you know, like Trump was in charge of America. Biden's in charge of America. Who's really in charge? Do you know what I mean? And that was me at Kingston University. Okay. <laughs> the guy behind the guy. So who was the guy then? Oh, just some puppet I had. Oh, okay. <laughs> Class president. Yeah. All right. Mm. In 1823, Robert Peel... Mm-hmm. Ensured the passage of five acts of parliament in the UK, effectively abolishing the death penalty for over 100 offenses. In particularly, the Judgment of Death Act allowed judges to commute sentences for capital offenses to imprison or tra- transportation. So, uh, yeah, they pretty much said, hey, you can't just kill people. Yeah, but then they kept on killing people to like, the 60s, didn't they? But I think before, it's like they could kill people for other shit, you know? Mm, 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 mm. And then they said, no, you can't do that anymore. No, so it could just be for anything before. I think it'd be fun if they had the death penalty, but it was only for one really obscure crime. Like what? I'm not sure, like painting your neighbor's house. Without asking, and one guy said, "I couldn't resist. I couldn't stop." Well, myself. it's like it's funny, you know. The the mullet is illegal in North Korea, so you're not allowed to have a mullet. But there's people in jail with mullets in North Korea, and they knew that they would go to jail for their mullet. But they just like, I don't give a fuck. They wanted it that bad. Well, they just go, look, you can't take my hair, man. Take take my freedom. But this is worth it. I look cool as yeah, fuck. I look great. Yeah, I get that. I uh, I I kind of miss having long hair sometimes. Why? Because when you have long hair, if it looks like messy, people just think, cool. Mm. Your hair is not quite long enough, though. Why not? If it was longer, you could put in a ponytail. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, but then your hair would match your personality. <laughs> Like a cardi. <laughs> you have a cardi. Ponytail looks like a guy who'd work at a school for troubled kids and become their friend and then start buying them alcohol. But you have worked at a school for troubled kids. Yeah, but I didn't start buying them alcohol. No, because they, they didn't <laughs> they ask. They me before I got there. <laughs> I said, do you fancy a beer? No, with you, no. <laughs> 
I like that's a fun character. Teacher that tries to buy kids alcohol, but <laughs> the kids aren't interested. I used to used to stand outside shops and go, "Can you buy me drinks?" No, we. Are, I was just so new people who were older. Yeah, would get I you whatever you no, wanted. I used to just, and I remember like this lady going, "Yeah, sure," and like bought me and my mate a liter of vodka. And we were like fourteen. I like that. One. Yeah, and we took it to a party, and just everyone was sick. <laughs> I remember there's like a tent at the party that was just full of sick. <laughs> it's Thanks funny. To this woman. You have parties when you're a kid, and then you get old and you realize that's just like someone's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who didn't like? Because you know how I don't know if you ever been in your house and somebody knocks over a plant or something. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you let your 14 year old kid throw like a party with a bunch of kids at your house, it's a fucking horrible idea. Yeah, and there'll be some. Like kid who's like like two fourteen years old who like sleep with each other in your room or something That's fucking like gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some some children were having sex in my house, <laughs> so we've had to burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be grim. Like two two children making out in your kitchen. Like, what am I meant to do about this? <laughs> Leave out. Yeah, I remember this girl got a stomach pumped at one of the parties, and you go, "Yeah, that's not that's good, a cool it? party trick." Mm. I'm gonna pump my own stomach. <laughs> yeah. We should do like, it herself. We want to. Let's see this. No, she and didn't do has, it herself. She's like, goes, <laughs> and then shoves the fucking hose down, yeah. just like pumps everything out. So don't worry, my like, dad's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad showed me how to do this in case I get too drunk and do it myself. <laughs> I'm just a hot chick, loves to pump her own stomach. Did you have any hot parties, Jody, when you were a child? It sounds like I had a similar party uh, to you. We 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 found a shop down the road from our house that mm. would sell us anything from the age of 13. So, yeah, the end of our GCSEs, we thought it was a good idea for each one of us to buy, like each had a bottle of tequila, gin, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us went out like cycling, skateboarding, left two of them at the house came back and it was like kind of pulp fiction with like them just like passed that one under the bed somehow <clears> just vomiting everywhere yeah because they don't know you i remember like you you just down drinks so they taste so bad i remember going to the party when i was about 14 and holding my nose and downing a glass of vodka and i was just vomiting for the rest of the night that sounds really fun no it wasn't at all nobody told you just drink mm. a little no and then you just you write yourself out off off the night. Yeah. And everyone has a good time without you. Except one girl who's like, guys, want me to pump your stomach? <laughs> the stomach pumper. That's how she makes her so popular. Everybody, and you get, you're a bit too fucked up. Don't mm. worry. Open up. Hose down the throat. Yeah, all those lockdown kids are going to be so repressed and weird, aren't they? I don't know. They just had like one or two years. Well, no, they spent their like 15 to 17 years old hanging out with their mum and dad. Yeah. Doing Zoom quizzes. <laughs> That'd be horrible. It wouldn't be good. I hope for their sake. Maybe they grew up nearby some other kids. Yeah, but they're not allowed to see them. It's illegal. Yeah. Over a fence. The first party back. Yeah, first party back on this estate we live on got crazy. Really? There was a stabbing, heard some gunshots. That's cool. Why would you go out with a knife just straight after lockdown? You think well, you just <laughs> you think you give it a week. No, you they 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 uh they just wanted to feel alive by taking another's life. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. No one didn't no one died, did they? I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think so. Okay. Well, 
I think that's the end. That is the end. We've also been getting a lot of new Patreons. Thank you very much if you're signing up. It really happens over there. So if you haven't, yeah, whatever you're you're, missing Whatever out. you think happens on Patreon, mm-hmm. it's better. There's a new episode every week. There's other shit we put up. There's a, Now on the Patreon, there's a stand-up uh, special that's my special but not my special. So it's the other hour I filmed and didn't make my special. Oh, Why? so you released it. Yeah, because it's worse. So <laughs> Also, quickly, I am on uh, YouTube now. Subscribe, Red Richardson Comedy. I, my special is coming out. They haven't out. subscribed to the Year Is YouTube yet. They have. There's, there's a few of them. Subscribe to me, Red Richardson Comedy, on YouTube. January 29th, my special is coming out. It's quite good. It is very good, It's actually. good. It's really good. And I say that as someone who doesn't like you as a person. No, and there'll be clips coming out. There'll be fun clips. I'll be like, you know, doing clips where I go, tag a mate who uses all the toothpaste, and I'll do like a funny face. Okay. Yeah, and you'll enjoy it. So go, go, go on there. It's all happening there. Okay, well, thanks to our super genius patrons, Christopher, Matthew, Spencer's Spencer. dropped out because he's going on tour or something. Um, but he's he's going to be back, he says. Uh, really? So thank you, Spencer, anyway. Christopher is back. Is he? Yes. But Spencer's still out. Spencer's Sp- dropped out, but he's coming back. So right. Sp- Spencer, don't go for too long. Okay, well. Thank you very next much. Time. Bye. Bye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks to Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.